Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. Hello there, what's going on you guys? Welcome back again, it is that time again, another episode of Snug Wrestling Podcast with me, your host, my name is Edgar Avila, thank you guys for tuning in and thank you guys, everyone that's been hitting me up on the socials at Snug Wrestling, if you haven't already, please be sure to do so. With SummerSlam in the review mirror, we have a new chapter of wrestling that just started here on this Monday Night Raw, but before we get into that, it was announced that this year's SummerSlam smashed a whole bunch of records, which is no surprise to me because this year's SummerSlam was really good and we had multiple main event status matches such as Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor, and of course, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. We also had Gunther, we had a new women's champion, so overall, this was one of the top three most watched SummerSlams in WWE history. It was also the highest grossing SummerSlam ever with an $8.5 million gate and it generated the most sponsorship revenue for a non-WrestleMania show. Some of the sponsors for the show were Slim Jim, C4, and Rocket Mortgage. Merch sales also went up 60% and travel packages went up as well. And it was reported that the general viewership of the show was 230 million views. So pretty crazy numbers here. And this wasn't even WrestleMania. Business is looking pretty good here for WWE. Even though wrestling is not as big as it used to be, especially in the 90s and the 80s, there's still a lot of wrestling fans out there. In other news, it's also been rumored that Carlito Caribbean Cool has signed a deal with WWE. The last time we saw Carlito was at Backlash in Puerto Rico where he came out to help out the LWO and got a huge pop. After that Backlash, there was reports that Carlito was coming back to WWE, but we haven't seen him since or haven't really heard anything up until recently is being said that Carlito could potentially come back to help Escobar beat Austin Theory on SmackDown for their United States Championship match. Originally, I thought this match for the U.S. title was going to take place at SummerSlam, but it didn't. Instead, Santos Escobar and Austin Theory were in the 25-man battle royal. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that match between Theory and Escobar was originally set to go down at SummerSlam, but it got pulled from the event. That match wasn't the only one that got pulled. Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch was also supposed to take place at SummerSlam, 
SummerSlam, but it was pulled last minute as well. In the Battle Royal, Escobar eliminated Austin Theory, and Escobar got another one over Austin Theory again. Now, Austin Theory, he's been losing a lot lately and barely hanging on in his most recent matches as opposed to Escobar. He beat Austin Theory clean. Escobar also eliminated Theory in the 25-man Battle Royal. And now with this rumor that Carlito Caribbean Cool might come back to assist Santos Escobar, it's looking more and more like we're going to have a new United States champion. But in the meantime, let's get into this Monday Night Raw. This is the Raw after SummerSlam, August 7th. And the show started off with Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes comes out to a warm welcome because of of course, he finally slayed the beast Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Now, this was a good match, Cody and Brock, and I'm not going to go too much into detail because I did have a review on SummerSlam that you can go back and listen to. But in my opinion, Cody Rhodes cheated in this match by using the steel steps. And there's a sign out there on the crowd on this Raw episode that Cody cheated and Lesnar won. And I hate to say it, but I kind of agree there. For this Monday Night Raw episode there in Minneapolis, Minnesota and this is where Lesnar went to university. Lesnar is from the University of Minnesota and they showed the images of the infamous handshake that went down after their match. It was said that this sign of respect by Brock Lesnar to Cody Rhodes after their match was unscripted. Brock Lesnar went into business for himself and that wasn't supposed to happen but this did get a lot of attention from the media and it shocked the wrestling fans because this is something out of character for Brock Lesnar that he normally doesn't do and Cody Rhodes says Brock Lesnar acknowledged me so there's some hints there about Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes feels like he can beat anyone now after beating Brock Lesnar which also everyone includes Roman Reigns so I'm getting all hyped up and I'm thinking okay Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns they're gonna start building up to this they're gonna start setting up the match for this but no here comes Seth Rollins to shit on my parade with his goofy shoes and his goofy sunglasses and people singing his goofy song. And Seth Rollins challenges Cody. So now it looks like we're going to get Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins feuding instead of Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. The Judgment Day, they come out and they remind everyone who really runs Monday Night Raw. And oh, hell breaks loose. Finn Balor attacks Seth Rollins. Sammy comes out for the save out of nowhere. And Cody's solution to all of this is a six-man tag. How unpredictable is that? I'm pretty sure no one saw that one coming. So the match is set for the main event is going to be Cody, Seth, and Sammy versus The Judgment Day. Some of the members of the 25-man Battle Royal are in Adam Pierce's office, Matt Riddle, Chad Gable, Ciampa, and Ricochet. And Adam Pierce made a four-way official, and this is a number one contenders match for Gunther's Intercontinental Championship. Chad Gable, he's getting a lot of crowd reaction here because they're in his hometown. Gable and Riddle start off the match with some good mat wrestling, but because this is a multi-man match, they have to do that corner spot in every three-way or every four-way where one guy goes to the top rope, the other guy has him in suplex position, and then there's a power bomb, and there's a German suplex all in the same spot with all four competitors, and they do this in every single multi-man match. But the crowd loves this type of stuff, and they go wild for this spot. And Chad Gable actually got this win and the crowd goes wild. Chad Gable had a great match last week versus Gunther and he managed to get himself 
over with the people and with this win that Chad Gable got on Monday Night Raw in his hometown it looks like Chad Gable is being taken a little more seriously now than before so in the near future we will have Gunther defending his title versus Chad Gable Cody Rhodes Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins they have a backstage segment and Seth he doesn't want to be in a tag team with Cody Rhodes I'm not sure why Seth Rollins has heat with Cody Rhodes I don't know why he doesn't want to be on a team with him but for some reason Seth Rollins he's hot at Cody the next match we have Shinsuke versus Bronson Reed again for like the 10th time these guys they've been having matches and they've been at each other's necks since before Money in the Bank which was over two months ago and it feels like I've been seeing these two guys in the ring constantly every single week the match started and Wade Barrett says Reed has the greatest move in sports entertainment and Michael says shh not yet not yet to me that was a reference to The Rock there has been rumors that he's supposed to be coming back maybe next year at Wrestlemania The Rock himself teased it in an interview in Kevin Hart's new show on Peacock here's the clip Wrestlemania next year is going to be in Philadelphia is it really yeah well who do you think made that happen I don't know if it was yeah was it you there was wow one call so you know Nick Khan I know everyone I do Nick, me and Nick, Nick called me, I think he called me at 2 a.m. with an emergency. Kevin, oh, we don't got no place to go. Stop panicking. I'll get on the phone with Philadelphia. So he told you there was yeah, a potential of, of yeah. me going to yeah. WrestleMania Who do you Philly? think made that happen? You did. <laughs> you straight. You yeah. and Nick Khan, me and the Nick, CEO. Me and Nick, the CEO of WrestleMania, what he did, he called me 2 a.m. My first thing I did, who the fuck is this? Yeah. You know who I am. I, I called yeah. Miles. Uh, and I heard it was him, and I said, okay, breathe, because he was panicking. I said, I'll connect the dots, make it happen in uh, Philadelphia. Wow. So what I did, I had to shut down the city for it because you guys are going to be there for th- uh, two, three, know, two days, Friday, Saturday, Friday. You did that? Yep. Wow. Thank you, man. So there you go. Can I call Nick no, after don't, this? No, don't mess with that, man. He got enough on his mind. Okay. Yeah, so let's... Uh, oh, anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, go yeah let's just wow. keep it going. Let's keep okay, it going. Okay, keep it going. Uh, do me a favor. Don't mention that to Nick. You sure? Yeah, don't. Not that I'm We're involved. Tight. I know, but don't say I'm involved because now I'm speaking about what we talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, it's a whole thing. Um, secret. Yeah, it's our secret. Here's something good for you. <laughs> And I'm curious about this, right? So there's a lot of talk about The Rock. There's a lot of referencing by Grayson Waller and now Wade Barrett and Michael Cole. So I think this is happening, guys. I think we're going to see the Brahma Bull coming back to WWE soon. I like Bronson Reed, but I've seen this match millions of times. At least it feels like that. And Nakamura, he ends up beating Bronson Reed this time clean. Becky Lynch, she has a promo and it's finally a good one because I can get behind what Becky Lynch was saying here. Becky Lynch is saying that she's tired and she's ready to get her hands on Trish finally and be done with this. And don't we all? Zoe Starks interrupts and cuts a promo on Becky and Becky puts Zoe Starks over saying a lot of good things about Zoe Starks, which she should because that's what a veteran like Becky Lynch should be doing for these next up and coming stars. Becky Lynch was telling Zoe that she's great, you're talented, you should be competing for championships instead of playing second fiddle to Trish. 
finish. Then Shayna Baszler interrupts. And she comes out to a big pop. Shayna Baszler defeated Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam in a great match. And then the match is set. Shayna versus Zoe Starks was made official by Adam Pearce. Shayna Baszler, she's all kinds of beat up after her match with Ronda Rousey. She had a messed up elbow, a broken finger, a black eye. So anyone that tries to tell you that wrestling is fake, just show them a picture of Shayna Baszler from this Monday Night Raw and ask them if they still think that wrestling is fake. Zoe Stark, she's going to work on these hurt body parts, but Shayna Baszler ended up winning again. Two matches in a row, two wins for Shayna back-to-back versus two good competitors. And these two women, Shayna and Zoe Starks, worked really well together in the ring. Becky Lynch was outside on the announce table drinking lemonade. I'm not exactly sure why at first, but later on, I saw that Triple H was asked in the SummerSlam press conference what his thoughts were about the women's division. And there were some comments that said something about turning lemons into lemonade, kind of the same thing as turning chicken shit into chicken salad. And this is all goes back to the match Becky versus Trish Stratus being pulled from the SummerSlam event. Now, of course, I get it. Everyone wants to be in the pay-per-view. Everyone wants to be in SummerSlam. Becky Lynch is upset because their match got pulled from SummerSlam. So this is her little cute way of throwing jabs at Triple H and letting the smart fans know that she's upset and she thinks this is funny and cute. I'm going to sit out there and drink lemonade. And she even did the Triple H spit take. And to me, this is just childish. Like I said, I know everyone wants to be in the SummerSlam event. Becky Lynch, she missed a good payout from the pay-per-view. But if your feud is not good, let's be real. This Becky versus Trish Stratus feud has not been good. That's not something that people would want to see in a big SummerSlam event, especially the biggest one of the summer. So let's just be realistic, Becky. No one is hating on the women's division. I'm all for equality, but if the feud is not good and if the match is not going to be good, then it doesn't deserve to be in a pay-per-view like SummerSlam. But again, Becky thought it would be funny and cute to sit out there and throw jabs at the head of creative. Okay, JD Madonna, he attacks Sami Zayn backstage before the main event. And this looks like another injury angle because Sami's elbow looked all kinds of gross. It looked all kinds of fucked up, like the bone was sticking out. And they just looked crazy. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Is Sami Zayn going to get written off as well? Kevin Owens got written off. He was injured and they did an angle for him. There's just a lot of injuries going on in WWE. So I hope this isn't another one because that would mean both of the tag team champions are out with injuries. Sonya Deville went on Twitter and reported that she's actually having surgery because she tore her ACL last week. Dakota Kai just recently came back from an injury. Liv Morgan, she was also injured not too long ago. And Sonya Deville even said these titles are cursed, but she was just kidding, quote unquote. WWE is having a hard time right now with all of these injuries and now it looks like Sami Zayn may be injured again because that was not no makeup that elbow was fucked up Sami Zayn's elbow was not looking good there's no way to fake that I don't think but hopefully Sami Zayn's okay and that was just part of a storyline Ludwig Kaiser versus Otis Ludwig Kaiser with all of his European elegance and A plus aesthetics is trying to flirt with Maxine Dupree or try to get at her but Otis he's not having that 
Ludwig, he ends up winning with help from the Imperium behind the referee's back. And after the match, there's an afterbirth where Imperium gets some heat on Otis. Chad Gable comes out for the save and the Imperium clear the ring out and they take off running. And I'm like, what the hell? But luckily, Gunther, he doesn't run. He simply just walks away with a smirk on his face. And he gives Chad Gable his moment to look big and strong and looking like the hero in this. Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins have an interview and they say that Sami Zayn is not clear to compete. But Shinsuke Nakamura offers his services and wants to join Rhodes and Rollins to face the Judgment Day. We have some more interesting stuff going on here because we have The Miz. He's cutting a promo and he's talking about respect in the locker room and he feels like LA Knight did not respect him. LA Knight eliminated The Miz in the 25-man battle royal which The Miz didn't take too kindly. So The Miz, he has some heat with LA Knight right now. LA Knight hits the ring which is weird to see because LA Knight, he's a SmackDown superstar. But he did win the 25-man battle royal at SummerSlam. And what for? What did LA Knight get out of beating these other 25 men? Well, it looks like what he's going to get is a feud versus The Miz. Not a title shot, not a number one contender spot, nothing like that. It was just, okay, you beat these guys. Well, here's The Miz. The Miz calls LA Knight an Attitude Era fan playing cosplay. And the whole time I'm thinking, isn't that exactly what The Miz has been this whole entire time? The Miz in this whole entire promo was pretty much describing himself when he was talking about not respecting the veterans. The Miz got kicked out of the locker room. The veterans did not like The Miz. They didn't think he was respectable, so he got kicked out. The Miz has been accused by people in the company of pretending to be a wrestler and acting like a wrestler, but he's sitting here calling LA Knight out and pointing the finger at him. LA Knight, he cuts a great promo and says, the reason that WWE chose you is because you're safe. WWE knows they can smack you around, but not me. I'm dangerous. After this heated back and forth, The Miz attacks LA Knight. So we're going to have LA Knight versus The Miz in a program going forward. The Viking Raiders, they have an open challenge. So they're no longer feuding with the Alpha Academy. It looks like the Alpha Academy, they're moving on to something different. Chad Gable is getting a solo run. So finally, the Alpha Academy, they are done with this tag team, the Viking Raiders. And who, 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 who is going to be the team to answer to this open challenge? It's the New Day. And I completely forgot about The New Day. Apparently, they've been gone for months. They've been gone for over five months because Kofi Kingston, he had an ankle injury, another injury in WWE, but now they're back. Still no Big E. Michael Cole tried to act really surprised when The New Day music hit. They got a little pop from the crowd, but nothing too crazy here. The New Day ended up winning, and it was a nice little return match for The New Day. And for the main event, the Judgment Day versus Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cody Rhodes. Raquel and friends end up jumping Rhea Ripley before the match, and they have a pull apart. During the entrances, Finn Balor, he's looking really pissed off, and he's mugging Damien Priest the whole entire way. So Finn Balor, he's not happy about the results or what went down at SummerSlam. So there's some tension again in the Judgment Day. They've been teasing tension in the Judgment Day for weeks now, and they seem to get it together 
together. They seem to work well, but then something always ends up happening and they're back to tension once again. During the match, the Judgment Day, they work well together. They cut the ring in half and they're not letting Cody Rhodes get tagged in. But finally, Cody Rhodes gets the hot tag and cleans house. Sami Zayn ends up coming out to help and Cody gets the pin on Finn Balor to get the W for their team. After the match during the celebration, Shinsuke Nakamura attacks Seth Rollins and walks away from the ring, leaving Cody and Sami Zayn looking confused after seeing what Shinsuke did. So everything is pointing towards a feud between Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins. And I'm not opposed to this because if that's the case, then that means that Cody Rhodes may still have a chance to feud with Roman Reigns next. At the beginning of the show, it was looking like Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins were going to be in a program. But if you have Shinsuke Nakamura in a program with Seth Rollins, then that has Cody Rhodes open. And we don't know what's Cody Rhodes next feud going to be. And I'm hoping it's Roman Reigns. So a lot of activity going on here on this episode of Monday Night Raw. Not a bad show for the show after SummerSlam. Let me know what you guys think. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon.